Welcome to Sky's the Limit with your host, yours truly, Sky Estroff. Welcome back to Sky's the Limit. It's me, Sky, your host, with one of my dear friends, Jenna Miesroch, one of the top realtors in the state of Georgia and in my eyes in the world. So I am just like so honored to be sitting with Jenna because, first of all, like it's nice to have people that have really robust careers that respect you enough to sit down with you, but then for your friends to also take the time during a work week and sit down, it's like super special and not to build you up too much, but we'll get into why you should be so built up. But thank you, Jenna, for teaching me the tricks of the warm-up of, <laughs> of using your words trade, and um, thank you for sitting down with me. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to be here, and I'm, I was kind of getting nervous for a second that you weren't going to pronounce Nisroch correctly because not everyone can, but it's just a testament to our long friendship. Uh, but I'm so honored to <laughs> I'm so honored to be here and so proud of you for this podcast. Thank you so much, and I'm glad I can pronounce your name correctly after 13 years of friendship. I'm thank God that would have been really. I mean, did, have I been saying it wrong this whole time, like for 13 years? No, not at all. There's just some people that. Literally the other day, I think someone was like, remind me, how do you pronounce your last name? And we've been friends for a while. I think it's just one of those hard names, you know? I guess better that than Jenna and mispronouncing <laughs> Jenna. But like, okay, people. Yeah. I mean, also you're very Googleable. Like somebody, there's probably one of those pronunciation, like YouTube videos on how to say your name too, at this point with your, you know. Well, for those of you listening, <laughs> hopefully there's lots, but in college, when you know when you graduate and they give you they make you write the how to pronounce your last name. Oh, so I yeah. said me's rhymes with P's and then rock. So, you know, if you're wondering how to pronounce it, that is the way. <laughs> I love that. And also our brains work the same way because I in high school I would train people of being like, you know, the town of the sweet onion where my family comes from. That's V I D A L I A, home of the sweet onion, everybody. And I would teach all my friends it's Va, V-A-H, like that. Like, the pronunciation was Va, Day, Uh. Like, <laughs> I would, like, spell it out, V-A-H-D-A-Y-U-H, so that everybody would understand. But P's, me's, rock, rock. Anyways, okay, that was a nice tangent. But um, for everybody listening, if you don't know us personally, Jenna and I went to UGA together, and that's where we became very fast friends. I mean, we became friends the first week of school, and um, I think this was really because we had about probably 400 mutual friends on <laughs> Facebook and stuff at the time, and then from there, our friendship just never grew apart, in my opinion. It was just we were in the same friend group all of college. We've stayed very close friends in Atlanta together and our relationship has evolved into like working together in certain regards and we're going to get into that. But the main thing, the main reason that we're talking today is because I just want to hear all of, you know, people say pick my brain and it's really annoying when people do that, when you're a business owner of like, when people are like, I need to catch up with you pick, to pick your brain about this. And it's kind of like, dude, I don't have all the time in the world. I'm a business owner. I have things to, I have to, I have to do, but this is a public forum for picking a top realtor's brain of what's going on in this world right now. And also just like talking about fun stuff too. So 
first of all, let's just get into your career journey, Jenna, um, from what we said, starting at UGA and, you know, I don't think that you knew at that time where your career journey was going, where some people start college and immediately know this is my path. I'm going to do it. You know, I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to do this, whatever. But, um, I kind of want to hear from you how you started as like, you know, a pre business thinking person of going to school and knowing that you were going to have a career ahead of you into now being the number one team at Keller Williams Peachtree Road and number nine team in all of Atlanta. Pretty freaking remarkable. Like, and by the way, I'm sitting in your house that you own too. Like you've accomplished a lot. So let's, let's hear it from you. Tell me from career from then to now. Okay. Well, Thank you. That was a warm welcome. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So my journey actually is one of those that kind of, you're like, oh my gosh, you know, did you want to be a realtor your entire life? It was one of those things that almost fell into my lap, which was amazing. I feel like very few people think to themselves, oh, I'm going to be an accountant my whole life. I'm going to be a realtor. So, (laughs) uh, you know, I did go to, you know, you'll interview people who want to become a realtor, say they love real estate. They're like, we went to all these open houses growing up. My dad and I did go to open houses growing up, but I wasn't like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of an interesting journey. I went to UGA, go dogs was the best. Go dogs. Was, <laughs> that was a turning point in my life was one of the best days when I got in. Um, and so I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I actually went to my counselor one day and I said, I want to be a guidance counselor. That's, I just had a passion for kids and for helping people and you know that really was what I wanted to do and the the counselor at the time said you should try this major recreation and leisure studies that's what you would do in order to become a guidance counselor and I was like sounds interesting okay <laughs> I think a bunch of our friends laughed at my major and probably still do and I'm pretty sure it doesn't exist anymore so <laughs> it was great though met amazing people who I still talk to regardless when I was graduating, wasn't sure what I was going to do. I ended up getting a job at a preschool for the summer, which was just for the summer. So mm-hmm. wasn't sure where that would take me. At the time, this girl in, our, in Sky and I sorority, shout out to Samantha Pollen. She, <laughs> she's younger than us. She was inter- interning for an agent in our office at the time. And she posted on our sorority group that we were still in saying on Facebook saying our office is looking for what was called at the time director of agent services, which was onboarding new agents, doing the technology training, kind of being the broker's assistant, all those fun things. So I thought to myself, that sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. So I applied, got the job, did that for about two years. And then as I was doing that, I thought to myself, what is the next step? You know, I kind of wanted a job where there was no ceiling. Mm-hmm. So, you know, real estate, obviously isn't working with kids, helping people, but it's helping people in a different light. It's helping people with a big life decision, Mm -hmm. getting them to help them build wealth. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I thought that was the next path for me. So I took the leap of faith. I got my license. I ended up joining a team. I believe I was, was I 24? I think 25. Maybe even 22. Like this was early. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, yeah, it was, well, I guess you I graduated college and it was two years after that. So however old I was. Um, So I took that leap of faith and I've been an agent. I work with, (laughs) I work with a guy named Ita Naveen. We've been working together for seven years. And so that's been the journey and I haven't looked back. 
I mean, and that's, it's such a cool journey to witness from this side too. First of all, starting when you're 24, is still like, you're a baby yourself. And I didn't even graduate until I was 23. And then, so I, um, I think 24 to feel that you're connected to a career and to know that's like your impetus is so impressive because there are so many people that I even, I even talk to like older relatives in my family and they're 15 years older than me and they've like approached me saying, you know, I don't even like my career. Like, how do I begin to like my career? And I'm like, oof, I, I can't unpack that for you. But like, it's amazing when you start young and all of that. But also you worked on yourself in order to find that connection point of what worked for you. And you were in the office and then you knew this fits and I'm not going to like settle for a job that I can't you're such an interactive person. You have so many friendships. Like you have to be taught, like it just suits your personality to be in this world of real estate of like talking to people. And stuff. I mean, I think, right. Does it still suit your personality? No, I, I mean, I love connecting with people. Yeah. I almost love it too much. Where if I have a day that I haven't spoken to a friend or two or three, I, you know, it, I need to be connecting with people at all times. So it is the perfect perfect career for me mm -hmm. and it's just amazing how it fell on my lap and I think that's also why you and I connect so well is because you know we've taken our friendship to that next level we're both running our own businesses as hashtag lady bosses <laughs> <laughs> and so we're able to relate on that level as well because you know we're running our own business so yeah. from the outside in people might see oh this looks you know all you're doing is posting houses and it looks so fun and you're showing houses and trust me it is fun and you know, too, people are like, oh, you're on all these TV shows, you know, on these podcasts, doing all these Fox 5, all these mm -hmm. things. People don't understand what goes on behind the scenes to in order to build that business. So it didn't happen overnight. It really did take, you know, and it's every day you're building on it. You want to gain more clients. You want to keep improving yourself. You want to be the best, you know, business person and agent you can be. So I think we also relate in that sense. Do you want a dentist that actually spends time getting to know you and your needs? A practice that not only provides regular cleanings, but also excels in straightening teeth, replacing missing teeth, and helping highly anxious patients? Peach Dental is a family-owned practice that does just that. If you're looking for an elevated dental experience, join me at Peach Dental. It's where I go to keep my teeth healthy. Dr. Resnick is offering a special discount for Sky's the Limit listeners. Get 15% off teeth whitening and a 10% discount off of their office membership plan. Visit peachdentalatl.com to learn more and book your appointment. Again, that's peachdentalatl.com. Very good point. And when you're a hashtag lady boss, as you said, <laughs> we don't really have the time to like film the content of the behind the scenes. So yeah, you're going to look at Jenna's social media and see these beautiful facades of homes and the interiors too, because they're all gorgeous. And then on mine, you're going to see all my like big things that are kind of updates that I feel that are relevant to share. But are you going to see my room being thrown apart before I like get ready to go on TV or before I go on to a meeting or something like that because I have nothing to wear? Or are you going to see, you know, your car with all of this stuff that you're like flyers and everything? Like we, you know, the good thing is we know how to like, we know how to put on a face and we know how to, we know how to make it look polished and professional on the outside where, there's a lot going on <laughs> to keep us afloat on the inside, you know? Um, speaking of that, though, like, how many, like, this is just a general question that I was writing out. 
how many listings do you like juggle at a time or do you have like a record of how many listings you've had to juggle at a time because I don't know how you keep it all straight in your head I don't get it uh it really depends on the year it depends on the season it, you know spring is typically too, super busy for listings you know it really depends what's going on who you're interacting with at the time so I could be really buy heavy I could be really listing heavy it really just depends and what's helpful about the team so you may be think to yourself, you know, the other day someone asked me, are you just working? And it wasn't the first time someone has asked me this question. They're like, are you just working with us right now? Because how are you handling all this? And mm -hmm. you're talking to us like 10 times a day. Mm -hmm. And I laughed. I said, no, I'm working, you know, with a few people. Mm -hmm. uh, you just have to know how to juggle all that. And also, luckily, I am on a team, so we help each other juggle that. And I also have a transaction coordinator, shout out, Caitlin. She's amazing. So she helps us cross the T's, dot the I's, and make sure that all that stuff behind the scene is on track. So that's how we do it. And I mean, you do have to be organized and you do, I'm very, uh, in my, you know, in my mind, I'm very particular if you would say, like, I want to make sure that everybody's taken care of and everything's done right. You know, sometimes in the middle of the night, I'll wake up and be like, oh, was that turned in? <laughs> and I'll check my email at 3 a.m. <laughs> so things like that do happen, but yeah. that's how we, we juggle it. <laughs> I can relate so hard. The 3 a.m. wake-ups of gasping. It's not sleep apnea. It's just working for yourself. That's what you have to do. But it's funny because I've actually had the personal experience of working with you. You're my realtor for life, um, as long as I live in Atlanta. But I should be for the rest of my life. I mean, I don't know. I don't, whatever. That's <laughs> besides the point. Anyways, Jenna and I started working together, like, in a professional sense as Jenna being my realtor, like, Literally, I guess the first meeting was in 2019 when the funny thing is I had started my business like a month prior and you're, and I guess I had just mentioned, you know, one day I'll get a house and you're like, let's, let's just go ahead and book a meeting. Let's go ahead. So we met at the Panera in Emory. I don't even know if you remember this and me, Elliot, you know, we sit down at the Panera for of all no rise and dine Pancake. rise and dine yes right over there and it now it's closed unfortunately it was really good but um I went to Panera to work afterwards that's why I'm thinking of Panera okay so we weren't even interested had not taken any steps we were like eventually we'll buy a house don't know when um but that meaning really helped us understand a bigger picture of real estate and working with you so that when 2020 happened and I'm two weeks in and I'm like, I am not staying in an apartment for all this. Hell no. I need more space. And I want to jump. I don't know why. It's just my gut feeling to jump. Um, we knew we had you. We could start tackling this. At that point, you probably were like, I am going to throw my phone out the damn window if one more person calls me to do their house right now. But um, yeah, all that to say, Jenna navigated us through a very crazy 2020 market in order to get our house and we had multiple offers on every house that we put down like I, I'm still blown away and impressed that we were able like it that's just the actual reality of working with somebody who has that trust with other agents as well as with their own clients that you can finagle to make what you need to happen happen I I don't know if that fully makes sense, but like, I, I guess I'm just saying that I've had the experience of working with you and that 
it, it's, it's hard in every market, but 2020 was an especially hard market to go through. So yes, I remember that meeting extremely well, <laughs> meeting there, which is so funny. So I have a I have a connection with both you and Elliot, which yeah. is, I've actually known Elliot before you. So Elliot, we were in Spanish class together senior year. And it was, <laughs> you know, I always laughed with him because I remember we were at the same table and he dressed up as a bro Chad for Halloween with his, with his visor backwards. So I always make fun of him for that. But <laughs> anyways, when you guys reached out and said, you want to buy a house, I was so thankful. You know, there's obviously we... Our, friend, our friendship has grown and we've been friends for so long, but I do know, I never take that for granted when someone reaches out and you, you do, it sounds cheesy. I do get those butterflies and excitement in my stomach when someone I know reaches out and wants, and wants me to help them buy a house or sell their house. And yes, I care about my people so much. So, you know, everyone I work with is mainly people I'm friends with or people who I've worked with that and then refer me to someone else. So I want to make sure everybody's taken care of. And um, I remember us working together so well because it was in the midst of COVID and it was still like people didn't know what it was. And, <laughs> and <laughs> you probably know what story I'm getting at. But it was still at that time where everybody was wearing masks and I didn't know, you know, no one knew what it was. It was at a time where like you honestly had to go in a house. Sometimes I would let clients go in and then I would go in or some people wouldn't even let you in their house. Like, you know, you had, without wearing booties and a mask. It was a very interesting time. Um, but Sky and I were both wearing masks and I was... <laughs> I was trying to just trying to walk away from her but she kept on coming at me and like was on top of me and then finally she's like oh my god I'm on top of you um I don't know if it will be funny to the listeners but it was funny at the time and it's just so crazy to think that was 2020 and you know we got you the most amazing house it really is and it's even grown so much in value since then like we talked about the other day so mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that moment clearly. It was one of those where it was just, it was the cutest house, like in Collier Hills. I remember it, and I was really interested, and I was very, I was looking at, like, the bar area for some reason, and you just happened to be in the bar area, and I just was not aware. I Like I said, we started thinking, or I started thinking about, like, we're two weeks into this. I got to get out of an apartment. So this was very early on to the pandemic of um, figuring that out, but the one thing that I'll note too is that like at that time, who knows how many clients you were juggling in that moment. I felt like I was a priority from you the entire time and you got us to the finish line and we got a house that not only holds value, but like has increased in value dramatically since then. So it's, it's just cool knowing that that trust has carried over in such a different form too. And like I said, realtor for life in Atlanta that you know, whenever now learning from TikTok or whatever, we're going to get into the real and fake of real estate in just a second. But um, I'm probably going to own this house my whole life (laughs) and I might become a landlord or something. But like, you know, it was it was a right investment. And I also came to you as somebody, not just as a friend, but like as a trusted advisor of you were going to tell me what was what, and you were going to be truthful with me because it's more important to you to gain those relationships more than anything else. And that's what I really valued in working with you with that. Well, thank you. I mean, I enjoyed obviously working with you guys mm-hmm. too. And that, that is my main goal is, you know, I look at my people, like if it was, I was buying a house. So I've told people before not to buy houses where they're like, oh, we love this one. I'm like, do you actually love it? And these are the reasons why I wouldn't buy it. And if they still want to buy it, that's fine. However, at least I know that I've told them why I don't think it's a good investment. Because at the end of the day, 
I want you to call me when you, you know, if you decide to sell or you are a landlord, whatever it is, that day when you call the set, when you call me because you want to sell your house, I want to be the one you call and I want to make sure that it's a sellable house. Mm -hmm. And so uh, that is very important to me. And I would say not only do I work with people I know and love, like you, our relationship probably got closer during that time because you're talking to each other every single day, maybe multiple times a day. Mm -hmm. And that has really made a shift in my business as well as people I work with. We've, you know, some, we weren't friends before now we are friends or maybe we weren't as close of friends and now we're closer friends. So that's a really special part of my business as well. You kill it. It's so good. It's also just like, it makes me kind of reflect back on those moments too, where when we got the house that we have now, I remember I was just stalking the MLS every day and at 6 p.m. like the new listings would come out it was a Friday night I see this house I'm like oh my god this is it this is it but then there were two other ones I liked too so I immediately text you I'm like we're going in the morning we're going to see these three places and I mean first of all damn that's the audacity of me to be like by the way you're taking me to these three houses in the morning and then you made it happen and then we put in an offer the next day got it accepted the next day and next thing you know three years later we're in this house I don't know why I'm disclosing all of this information. Nobody (laughs) needs to know this. But, okay. The thing that people who are listening need to know is the market status at this moment. There is so much noise about real estate. You know, um, there's kind of fear-mongering mentality. Is the economy crashing? Is this happening? The rates were so low now. They're so high. Can we ever own a home if we're Gen Z or millennial? Does it ever make sense to invest in a home? I think there's so much fact versus reality. It's almost like I studied dietetics in college and there's so much misinformation about nutrition out there because everybody thinks they're an expert. Guess what? They're not. If you haven't passed the test and you haven't had hundreds, if not thousands of clients, you don't know what you're talking about. So I kind of just want you to run it down with me. Like how... First of all, how do you vet somebody to know if they're speaking in truth? Like if you're flipping through TikTok and they start spewing out facts like how do you know if they're legit or not like what are their credentials or what you look for and then what are the big things to know about this current market like with this fear-mongering situation and like why should people or what should people take into consideration if they don't even know if they want to buy now or sell now or what does that look like from a buyer's and a seller's market so yeah see if you can tackle that yeah, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. There is so much information going around. There's always information going around about any subject, like you said, and you have to know who to trust or who to listen to. For me, yes, I'm not going to lie. I sit on my bed and I scroll through TikTok. It's a daily <laughs> habitual activity. However, when I'm trying to gain market knowledge, obviously I'm in the market every day, so I see what's happening. I'm working with buyers, working with sellers. However, I'm also talking to other agents who are doing as much business as I am or more to see what they're seeing, you know, and we have mastermind groups that we talk about. And I have very trusted lenders who I talk to all the time who are also discussing, oh, what did the Fed say today? How that will affect the rates? What do you think is going to happen? And I go to conferences as well with, you know, I just came back from one with Gary Keller who started Keller Williams and is one of the most influential real estate people in the country. So that's how I get my knowledge. And if you're a consumer, it's really important for you to also be not, you know, not going to say don't look through TikTok, don't watch the news, don't go on Zillow because that's all what people are doing. However, just make sure if you are doing that, you're also talking to a trusted real estate advisor, a trusted lender, 
to get that real information, people who are actually in the business. Mm -hmm. And as far as the market goes, it's funny because I was going to, I always turn that around when people ask and say, what have you been hearing? Because I'd love to know what people have been hearing because obviously some of that they're believing. Yeah. You told me what you're hearing, you know? Yeah. So I think the main thing to know is if, it really depends on the situation for anyone. Mm -hmm. You know, being a seller right now is amazing because inventory is low. And if you put your house in the market, it, if it's in good condition and it's priced right, those are the main things to know because you can have, you can be in a low inventory market, but if you're just going to overprice your house and it's not in good condition, it will still not sell. You'll have to decrease the price. However, speaking generally, it's a really great time to be a seller. As far as a buyer goes, it, it really, really depends on the situation. So, you know, if you're a first time home buyer, it still might be a great time for you because if you're going to, if you're thinking of buying in the next year or two, three, and you're just waiting for those prices to go down, I don't care what you've been hearing in the news, newsflash, <laughs> unless something crazy happens, prices aren't going down. <laughs> so, so if you're not in the market yet, it's really about you know, you may not be able to buy your dream home today, but it's about building that wealth. So even if that your first place is just a condo or a townhouse or whatever it is, at least you're getting in the market so that three years from now or four or five years from now, when you go and you want to sell and you want to move into your next place, you've gained equity versus if you're renting, you know, you haven't built that equity for yourself. You're building your landlord's equity and then prices are going to be even higher. So you know, I had someone the other day, actually a client of mine who bought in 2020 or maybe it was 2021 say to me, are people still buying right now? Or like, no one's buying houses right now, are they? Mm -hmm. I said, no, actually you'd be surprised. Not only are first time home buyers buying stuff, there's also move up buyers. So, you know, you may have somebody who's on their third baby, second baby, or just once is getting married, once their next home, you know, for them, it makes sense. So it really just depends on the scenario. And I'm very honest, whereas if someone comes to me and is like, hey, does this make sense for us to move? I'm going to give you the correct yeah. information for those people out there who are waiting for rates to go down you know again no one has the crystal ball like i always say however if people were to predict they may go down in the fourth quarter next year mm -hmm. with that being said if that happens prices will then go up because the people that have been on the fence waiting for those rates to go down are now going to be also in the market because they've been waiting to jump on it mm -hmm. so i think to sum it up it really depends on your situation mm -hmm. I just think that you need to have your trusted advisor to speak to instead of scrolling through TikTok and believing what they say. Mm -hmm. And, you know, obviously I'm always open for a conversation. It's, I always say it's a no strings attached conversation. You know, I'm going to tell you what's best. I'm never going to say, oh my God, you met with me and now you're on, I think everyone who works with me knows that I'm never that pressure person. I'm always on your timeline. Mm -hmm. And so if that's a conversation you want to have, if it's a good time to sell, if it's a good time to buy, I'm happy to have that open conversation. Ever since we did this, I get so intrigued with what's happening in the market and everything too. Okay. Something I wanted to ask you, and I was confused about this when I started the home buying process too, is how, like, how much do you have to put down? Like, what is that first investment like? What do you have to do in order to get started with this home buying process? Because it might be less intimidating than people actually think before they're like knee deep into this process. So like, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah. Amazing question. I think that one of the biggest misconceptions in real estate out there is that you have to put down 20% and that is furthest from the truth. 
you know, obviously, and this is getting to nitty gritty, the more you put down, the less your monthly will be. However, if you're first getting started, you know, it's your first home or you're young and you just want to get into the real estate game and start building wealth, you might, you probably don't have 20% to put down. I mean, that's a lot of money. So if you have not owned a home in the past three years, if you're a first time home buyer, whatever it is, you can put down as little as 3%. Wow. You know, and then it goes up from there. You can put down 5%, 10%, 15 20 7%, 50%. If you have cash, all power to you, you know. <laughs> You'd be surprised there's a lot of cash buyers out there. However, you know, that's that's a reality, which is so nice. I think people have that misconception from older generations that you have to put down that 20%. And, you know, we'll talk about this if we if we meet together, but most of the misconception goes, well, then you have the PMI, which stands for private mortgage insurance. Well, PMI is not as much as you think. It could be, you know, like 80 bucks a month or 150 per month. And in the scheme of things, if you'd rather save that money and not put that 20% down, it's really not that much of a difference. I mean, that's game changing. That means that you could be an investor at such a lower investment level than you could even think. Like you don't have to have you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars in your bank account in order to invest in real estate, which in my mind, when we first started the process, I was like really, you know, overwhelmed by that thought. I'm, I don't think I'm disclosing too much to say that I didn't pay in all cash and I don't have $10 million sitting in my bank account right now. But like, I think that it's, I probably should not say that, but it's just, you can really have an access point. If you're paying a lot of money in rent every month, like I feel like there's a way for you to allocate those dollars into something that's more of an investment. But like, I don't know. Again, I'm not the advisor. This is just me shooting the shit with my favorite realtor on the block. I don't know. No, and I, I definitely want to specify with that. So when we say investing, you mean investing in your own home because it does become different when you're investing in an investment property. You do have to put down a specific amount at that. But if it's your primary home, you can go through those different channels at the lender and Working with an experienced realtor, we have those good lender connections. So if you're wondering what's the best way for me to, you know, should I put down X, should I put down Y, what does that look like? That's why we have those amazing lender connections because they'll really walk you through that process. You know, the main thing is, is the first step, because you're asking what are the steps? I mean, the first step is really reach out to your trusted realtor. Hopefully that's me if you don't have one. However, <laughs> you know, really reach out to your trusted advisor in real estate because they'll walk you through all that. The main steps is meeting first for that consultation, figuring out your needs, your wants. You know, it's really that fun first initial meeting that you're, you know, if we know each other, great. If not, we're getting to know each other and also getting to know what you want to buy or sell. And, um, and then after that, you know, we're connecting you with one of our amazing lenders that we have so that you really know what you can't afford. Cause I always tell people, you know, you may be able to buy a $2 million house. Doesn't mean you should, you want to spend what's comfortable within your budget. So the lenders that we connect with are really educated, experienced and amazing that will walk you through all that and really show you what budget you should be sticking to. And again, from my experience, it's like we talk to different people like one didn't really match with us when they were like running our financial stuff and so we found another one who got a little more creative because I'm a business owner my husband Elliot is a business owner so it's like it's a just a little different situation it's not um everybody's situation is so different so I I just think it's great that you have every piece in place to make sure that everybody can be best supported for what they need and what their goals are and that you 
um, you just have the foresight to make that happen. I also just wanted to mention while you were talking, I was thinking of this. Um, there's a statistic out there that I learned at the conference I was at that is so mind-blowing that 70% of homeowners right now have 50% equity in their homes. Wow. So basically meaning that if you're a seller who's on the fence because you don't know what your next property is going to look like or if you're going to be able to afford it with the higher interest rates, chances are you have a ton of equity in your house that you can then put a bigger down payment on or buy an investment property with that your monthly may be lower than you expected because you have so much equity in the home. So I thought that was a very interesting statistic. I agree. 70% of homeowners have at least 50% equity in their home. I think that's mind-blowing. I think it also is like setting people up for success and long-term wealth when you're investing in real estate because you're I don't know. This is not for me to say because I am not an expert. I have just bought into this concept of real estate being a, a, a thing that can build wealth and be a good investment piece for me. But like, um, but I, I see all of these TikToks and I was telling you about one where it's this guy, I think his name is like Freddie or something. We don't need to credit him, whatever. Um, where he was breaking it down like, yes, we're at a high interest rate in the market right now, but over the next five years, like you were saying, if the interest rates come down, there's going to be um, more demand. So it's going to drive up the price. So you could get, you know, if you buy in now and get a better price with a higher interest rate and then build that equity versus get buying in five years with a lower interest rate, a higher price on the actual home, and then you have no equity, but you might have a little bit of a lower monthly payment than you know, it's all about, I guess, your priorities for it. But I think it's not a bad time to buy because there's not a bad time to be a part of this market. And you could always refinance, right? hundred percent. Yes. I think that's, that's the main thing. It's, it's never a bad time to buy if it fits within your financial goals, your, your financial budget. Again, it's going to be case by case. Yes, you can always refinance. So if today, you know, I've had people that bought in 2018 that refinance in 2020 when rates went down. Or if you buy today, they people know in their mind, okay, we'll probably refinance in a few years. They're already planning for that. So yes, if you buy at a high interest rate, you always have that option to refi. Okay, so just like on this topic and conversation, is there a question that most people are asking you right now or as a first-time home buyer just to put that out there for this audience of like what is the number one question that you're getting and what that answer might be yeah ooh, I think that's a really good question I think it depends for everyone I think a lot of people are saying how is the market should we wait when is a good time to buy that is probably the main thing I'm getting our interest rates going to go down everything that we've spoken about is are probably the main questions because people just don't know what to believe or who to believe. And a question I get a lot, I actually got this yesterday, was, you know, hey, I'm only, my lease is only up in January. When should we meet? Or my lease is only up in six months. When should we meet? Honestly, I've met with people, like you even said, we met a year before you even bought because it's never too early to have those conversations, especially if you're meeting with someone that's not going to pressure you. So if you're only ready in six months from now, I met with someone that's literally only ready in six months from now, and we just met to get all their ducks in a row so that when they are ready, they know exactly what to do. So 
you know, we already have them set up on a search because even though they're not ready for another six months, they at least know what's out there. And then they're ready to do what they need to do when the time comes. Okay, yeah, I feel like that's very helpful information for whether you're a buyer for the first time or you've been out of the market for a minute. Like, it's just good to know these facts about homes and stuff. And if you're like me and you've been down the TikTok rabbit hole, it's just, it makes it interesting. I just like to know what's going on. I also would be remiss if I didn't ask, because I've brought this up to you before. You've told me multiple times that Zestimates are wrong. I don't know if like it's possible to break down why, but can you give me just kind of an overview of why to trust a realtor over a Zillow's estimate? Because I, I kind of look at that as a gauge of like, oh yeah, my property value is good, but that's probably wrong. So why do I even care to look at it? You know? Yes. People ask that all the time, or we could be home shopping and they're like, oh my God, we're under contract for this, but the estimate only says this. And the reason being is that Zillow has an algorithm based on, yes, what's sold on your street or what's sold in the neighborhood, what's sold in the same zip code. However, there's not a guy, I hate to tell you, there's not a guy or gal mm-hmm. on that works with Zillow that's going into these people's houses, you know, giving them a value. I mean, if you're on Zillow right now, do you have somebody that is coming into your house and giving you the value? No, you know, not that you know of, right? Mm-hmm. So... Us realtors are going into houses, are in houses every day and giving them value. So, you know, I live in a townhome community. No one would know if you haven't been in that I've done some paint. I've painted the cabinets. I've, you know, updated some systems, let's say, versus another house maybe has not done those things. Or maybe someone's updated their kitchen more than me. And Zillow is just basing the Zestimates on what's sold in the neighborhood, but they're not actually inside looking. So that is why it's important not to just go by the Zestimate because, sorry, a secret, it's really not accurate. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, are the Zillow people going to come after you because you had to whisper that? <laughs> but that makes a lot of sense. It's like, it's based on the location and the facade of your home or square footage or whatever. It's based on external factors versus they don't know. They don't know if I just updated the HVAC. They don't know if I just remodeled the kitchen or added like value in other ways. So that actually breaks it down pretty easily for me. But I also feel good that, um, you know, it at least is showing the trajectory that property values are increasing over time in a specific area. But yeah, it just, I hope that nobody from Zillow is going in my home and taking these estimates over time. Get out if you are. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for answering all of these like real estate hot takes. I know one thing about being a realtor in Atlanta, especially being on the number one team on Peachtree Road at Keller Williams and the number nine team in all of Atlanta. <laughs> you run off a lot of caffeine. You run off coffee and specifically you run on Starbucks. Now, I am just, this is like my actual friend opportunity to just ask you all the questions I've been curious about my whole life about your routine and um in starbucks okay so can you just run it by with me like when did your starbucks obsession begin and how and how often do you go to starbucks and what is your go-to order like i just i need the spiel let's let's hear it (laughs) so our friend my childhood friend jason is gonna 
kill me when he hears this because he always makes fun of me when we're on the phone. I'm in the Starbucks drive through because he is an investor in Brash Coffee, which is actually great too. But so I know he's, he's going to text me when he listens to this and say, are you kidding? Anyways, <laughs> love Starbucks, love Brash, all the things. And I actually wasn't a big coffee drinker. It was senior year. I used to be a huge Diet Coke and Coke Zero drinker. Then senior year of college hit and I cut out all caffeine. And then real estate hit. (laughs) Real estate hit and I was like, okay, I need caffeine. So my go-to Starbucks order right now is a tall, non-fat iced caramel latte. And the people at the drive-thru do know me, I will say. I can't say I'm super proud because I should be just making coffee at home. However, that's my go-to. It used to be skin- sometimes it's skinny vanilla latte. In the in the fun red cup Christmas season, holiday season, sometimes it's a non-fat peppermint mocha. You know, just really depends. That actually makes me kind of want it. Like the orders that you're ordering sound good, but I also think you're on the road. Like you're driving around town. It makes sense that Starbucks would be your go-to because it's everywhere, and you could just quickly drive through as your house to house or client to client or whatever and also I will second that brash is delicious too it's not it's not discounting brash to say that this is your routine but also um just another specific question how many Starbucks drive throughs know you by name and potentially order honestly I think just one also when I was living when I before I bought my place and I was living closer to Chastain they <laughs> knew it then now I that there's one like literally five minutes from my house. So they know, they pretty much know my order, you know, so I'll get that. And sometimes we, on, if I'm on the go for, for lunch, which is a lot of the time, there's spinach and feta wrap. It's only, I think, 290 calories. <laughs> and it really gets you through the afternoon. So sometimes I'll get a coffee in the morning and then if I'm on the go, I'll get that for lunch. Clutch. If you want to be like Jenna, get that spinach feta wrap and a skinny iced vanilla latte in a tall size and you will be ready for success. Um, But it's hilarious that you know the exact calorie count on that. It's not 292 calories. It's 290 calories for all you listening. All right. So another thing about food. Jenna and I share a favorite restaurant in Atlanta. It's obviously on one of my list of one of my top favorites, but it's my favorite sushi in Atlanta, Fudo. It's in Chambly. If you haven't been, it's just, it's the best. It's a vibe. The food is always excellent. The service is great. Your water will always be refilled to the top. They are just impeccable any way that you do it. But the cool thing is when I go with Jenna, I'm literally going with a celebrity of the restaurant Everybody who works at Fudo comes over and greets us to say hi to Jenna. She has a special relationship there. And it's just, it's cool. I love to be in the presence of greatness at Fudo. And that's me going to dinner with Jenna. So I I also want to know how Fudo became your favorite. Especially when in college we had differing sushi preferences. I was a Shokatini gal in Athens, Georgia. And you were a Yutagi gal through and through. (laughs) So how did Fudo become your favorite? And then... um. Like, why does every single person in the building know you? And then run me down your menu. Because the last time we were there together, I literally took a note. Tell Jenna to tell me on this podcast how she goes through the menu and orders specifically. So walk me through all of that. Okay, before we get into that, I just have to throw out there that we're not sponsored by Starbucks. And I always joke on my on my Instagram that I am, because I really should be. 
we're also not sponsored by Fudo, but we honestly should be. Yeah. You know, like Fudo's a family. I don't know if it's a family, but it probably is business. Yeah. Starbucks, probably never going to be sponsored by Starbucks. <laughs> but Fudo, if you're listening, we're proud to be sponsored if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I actually, I need to look up when it opened. I think right when it opened, I don't know who told me about it at the time, but I'm a big sushi gal. So went there and then just loved it and kept on, kept on going back and back. And uh, I'm a loyal gal. If you know, those who know me, I would say that's probably a, a, a tough, <laughs> tough yes. characteristic. So once I find places and people that I love, I just continue going back. Mm-hmm. So yes, you know, if you've been there before, you know the wait is long. However, I don't know. I, I think it may be because I'm there. I don't know. But usually when I'm there and there's a wait, <laughs> then they'll see me and they'll be like, oh, we got a table for you. Yeah. So... Um, they know me well there. Another funny story. I was actually on a date there the other night. <laughs> and typically one of my go-to order is will be the ginger salad with, or the house salad, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. The miso soup sometimes. And then I'll either get the Pokemon roll or the star is born. And then I'll always, whichever roll I get, I'll always get it wrapped in cucumber. Fun fact, they, you can get your roll wrapped in cucumber. So <laughs> I was on a date, didn't want to be too complicated. And so the lady one of the waitresses, one of them that knows me there was our waitress. And she came up to me. And when I, when I ordered my roll, she, I said, Pokemon roll, please. She said, wrapped in cucumber. And I was like, no, <laughs> let's just do the rice. So she goes, light rice. <laughs> and so I was like, yeah, light rice would be great. Didn't even know that was an option. So I don't know. It just, I kept on going back and back. And we, you and I, I think, went a couple times during COVID when their patio was open and they yeah. had music. And um, it's just a just a go-to fave i and then i just picked a few items that i love the brussels sprouts also 10 out of 10 the cauliflower 10 out of 10 so <laughs> it's it's just a crowd fave we're in agreement on all counts here like if you're not eating the ginger salad the brussels the cauliflower and some variation of the order that you said with your pokemon roller a star is born you're doing it wrong like jenna knows this menu back and forth and i completely I, I second everything that she said with that. And also, <laughs> this is why we go there together, because we get that special treatment. But, um, yeah, no, that was a really good explanation. And also, <laughs> the fact that you were on a date and they knew, <laughs> they still came over. They were like your parents coming over, being like, oh, we know how you like it. We're going to do your order this way. <laughs> we're going to make it special for you, Jenna. I love it. Um, but, yeah, Fudo is great, and I just... I'm glad that we have that in common because it's nice to also have a restaurant where wherever we're trying to pick out a place to go to dinner, we're always like, well, if it's Fudo, like, that's fine. Like, we don't need to try a new place. We'll just go to Fudo. It's great. Um, Okay. Well, anyways, we could talk for a million years because we have been talking for 13 years straight um, and we'll continue to talk for life. But I want to just plug everything about you, Jenna, um, for the end. So where can everybody find you and Keller Williams on social? Okay, so you can find me mainly on Instagram. And I'm going to look up my your website, my handle because – so, I mean, I'm, I'm public on Instagram and it's just J-E-N-N-M-E-A-S-R-O-C-H. Working on that website refresh, however – I'm constantly on Instagram, posting on there, have client testimonials on there. Uh, if you send me a message, I'm very fast responder. So that's probably the best way to find me. 
Great. Good job plugging everything. Um, I just, again, thank you so much for being a part of this and sharing your takes on everything because I know that it's like hard to put yourself out there and like say everything that's on your mind when it comes to real estate because there's a lot to distill to the public. And um, I just am so proud of you and everything that you've been doing for all of these years, um, even though you're still 24, you know, you're still <laughs> killing it in your early 20s. Um, but you you have really shown a lot of people, including so many of our friends and so many people that were acquaintances with, like, what you're made of in real estate. And that's a lot of hard work. And you're very attentive with all of your clients. And for you to actually be able to spare, like, an hour to talk to me makes me feel so grateful. So... Thank you, Jenna. Thank you so much. And everybody listening, hit her up. Like, you know, she's busy, but she can juggle. So she's always willing to take on some new clients and get you into some awesome houses. Oh my gosh, I wish we were still in our 20s, but we've come a long way. And no, I so like appreciate and love that you that we were able to do this today and for you having me on because you're hot out there. So a lot of people, I'm sure, would kill to be on your podcast. So <laughs> No, really. So, and, you know, I'm just so proud of you, right back at you, this business that you built for yourself and this podcast that you're doing and, you know, looking forward to many more years of friendship and business growth together. Us hashtag lady bosses stick together. <laughs> well, I love you, Jenna, and thank you so much. And um, for more stuff, stay tuned. We might have a TikTok or two to share. All right. Have a good day, guys, and thanks so much for listening to Sky's the Limit. Thank you so much for listening. Join me every Tuesday for a new episode of Sky's the Limit, available wherever you listen to podcasts. You can follow along in the meantime on Instagram at sky.estroff or sky-estroff.com. See you next week.